This is the Uncensored Alberto Podcast. Catch the wave. Wagwan, Wagwan, Wagwan fam, how you doing? Hope you're doing great from wherever you're listening me from. Welcome to another episode of the Dopest and Happiest, the illest podcast when it comes to mental health, when it comes to Kenyan hip-hop culture. This is the Uncensored Alberto podcast with yours truly. It goes without saying, Mr. Alberto. Now, I'll be holding things down for you until the top of the hour. So make sure you come to over Twitter, that's the Uncensored Alberto podcast. Again, the hashtag to use is the Uncensored Alberto this is my 20th episode and I'm super, 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 super honored. This is like six months down the line. And I wanted to do something great with this 20 you get. So I went uh, on the socials and then uh, I, this is something that I've always wanted to do. If you know me, you know that I've always wanted to do this. So I wanted to host the one, the only Jinx who was a radio presenter at Homeboys Radio and then went to KSFM. Yeah, he was a rapper, he was um, an hip-hop MC, yeah, and all that. And, like, I went out and talked to him and he was like, yo, this is a great idea, let's do this. But, you know what, if you know Jinx, you know that he was the like he knew hip-hop from way 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 back now i don't know if i'll meet his standards and then we talked about his crew when he started off as a rapper and i want you to listen to this particular track that is coming up next it's called row by big leg click that is blc and after that you come tell me what's up on the socials that's at the uncensored alberto podcast Hello fam, Abla here, and you're listening to the Uncensored Alberto Podcast. Keep it locked. When I say BLC, y'all say bang it. BLC, one time. Like, wah, wah, nah. 
I'm thinking that I'm on a mission, I'm in it to win it I bet like a pistol, I'm in with a vision that they couldn't see In a position that they couldn't be They envy me, like frenemies, but I'm a G I don't give in, I don't give out Out of my sight, out of my mouth The reason we run in the south Same reason they run in the mouth I ain't even know what you about I leave what you're dreaming about I check into the club, I don't need no dough Cause all my people's real, and they already know I rap Gotta play your cards right Cause Henry told me we could get this digits overnight And Felix on it, we be flipping tickets like I'm flights It's how we ride, and we are Like, damn boy, damn boy. what you want, boy? Ain't no sign filled, blood on the ink when it's signed here. No kind of fit with the pioneers. Oh, you the man, get out of here. We on the job like 24. White girl, got my Betty Ford. B16, who she riding for? Got banging bitch, you can't ignore. What you waiting for? Punch lines? Like y'all when it's crunch time. You did the Batman, I did the Robin like a man never had it. Got man with the cut so graphic. Back man, better know I'm thugging. Uh, she wants the D, but she acting like she on her peace. Please, please, I'm on to the next, that's a policy. If she ain't on her knees, knees. and I'ma stay ratchet, ratchet. be the rapping bastard, bastard. but I be the hatchet, hatchet. this world I'm a bastard, uh, gotta give it up for the money and fame, things done change, now we in the game, come rub us out, we a tough stain, all about the motor for this bank slave, better duck down the gas break, don't act brave, listen out the grave, stay out my lane, ain't no other way, on the rise to the top, we annihilate, damn boy, damn boy, what you want boy, Hey, what's up? This is Emily and you're currently listening to the Uncensored Elbato podcast. Keep it locked. That's what's up. Listen, BLC, Big League Click with Row. Tell me, what gets better than that? I mean, they were banging. They were banging. Yeah, so, and just imagine this. This record was released back in 2012. Now, I want you to come to over Twitter. That's the Uncensored Alberto podcast. Again, the hashtag to use is the Uncensored Alberto. And I want you to tag the one, the only jinx and his handles is at jinx like now who i'm going to host over here so i don't want to waste any more time we had like a long conversation with him so i want you to listen to it and after that let me meet you after the conversation sour sour so here we go
Hey, yo, bruv, how you doing? I'm chilling, man. So, um, let me first introduce you. Uh, a radio presenter from HBR to Case, then a podcaster, Real Talk KE, alongside Teleman, manager of TNT, rapper, head of Vice uh, Life Entertainment Record Label, Event MC. Yeah, and we're going to talk about all this, and then later on, there's, a, there's another conversation on another level. So, you ready? I'm ready, bro. What you got? Ah, okay, so uh, I know your story. I already know your story. And by the way, yesterday you made me re- do like a long research. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, so, so I basically helped. I helped uh, prep. <laughs> so, um, I know. Let me let me first start with the rapping. I know you are. You started off as a group. Yeah. Uh, BLC, Big League, uh, Click. Well, um, BLC, yeah. I said it was just um, me linking up with with some like-minded individuals. Like I like I mentioned, you know, when I was hustling as a young as a youngin. Yeah. Freestyle rap was part of the culture, and you are streets, you are mm. parking lot pimping. Yeah. You know, guys used to like freestyle uh, raps a lot. Yeah. So one of my friends, you know, introduced me to Poison now, who became my producer and also a member of BLC. Yeah. And Poison had just come back from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he he understood, you know, trap music, trap culture. Yeah. And when he had me rap, he was like, damn, I need you. I need you to come back here, us two, to be working yeah. together. Yeah. And so I just thought it's a fun thing to do. You know, I was also inspired by the likes of Jay-Z at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Biggie and all that. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, wh- why not try out this rap thing as well? Yeah. So that's how we started recording. Uh, my Keezy was also recording in the same studio. Yeah. Um, we ended up linking up. We did one song together and the three of us just sat there, listened to it and we were like, damn. Yeah. This is a crew. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, the chemistry was there. We didn't have to, nothing was forced. We just recorded together for the first time. Yeah. We like, all right, we think this is the team. Yeah. And immediately we started recording an album. This was in 2008. 2008 yeah, yeah yeah that's when we started recording yeah um at the time by the way um i was also recording some music with uh with dice i don't know if you know dice and it was around the same time that um I'd, i had recorded something at dice cnt yeah and um i went to school because i was in boarding school yeah and then came back during the holidays and dice played me a song the, the song I had done, I had yeah. done one verse in a hook. Yeah. And now it had Fant and Rabbit. Now King Kaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that song is actually on, on his first mixtape. It's called uh, Nivipi. Oh, yeah? Nivipi, Jinx, uh, Rabbit, and, and Fant. So that's that was kind of like my start in, in, in the business, really. And and at that time, you were you comparing yourself to... Let me, let me first tell you. I went and played like... I, I, I did like go to research about Big League Crew. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the songs that were there, man, and ah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man, and the songs that were there, man, as in, man, what happened? What happened? Cause I'm trying to like this is the normal size in the same. This is the normal hip hop that we have right, right about we now. Were, we were ahead of our time. Yeah, yeah, man. We dropped, we dropped the first trap album in Kenya in 2010. 
Man. Like I said, you know, at the time music was being distributed mainly through Bluetooth. Oh. So, so the songs did go viral in Nairobi. A lot of people actually knew BLC. Yeah. But but um we never we never got over the hump fast because we didn't do much videos you know we didn't do many music videos i think we only have like two videos and then another thing was you were dealing with guys who are street yeah you know like it wasn't we didn't have a, a like a good manager to someone who who understands the business yeah. just a bunch of street guys trying to figure it out yeah. and then unfortunately we never got that uh that missing link as far as the business guy to to take us over the hump oh. as far as the music come on man the music is exceptional even oh, man. today man 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 i'm telling you like i was on this and i was like and i even called uh, a boy of mine and i was like yo fam ebu listen to this sound and then and i was like no just listen to it i'm not telling you anything about it yeah. you just listen to it and he was like yo fam who the hell is this and I was like yo this is a kina jinx at 20 2012 man as in that was like a strong sound uh, do you remember some of the songs that you did back then uh, yeah yeah we, we, for sure bro we, which was your favorite tell you mine <laughs> damn favorite song i've ever recorded like like back then when you in the group jeez um Damn. Well, there's so many. One of them is Status Quo. Yeah. Status Quo was just raw rap. It sounded like like Wu-Tang almost. Yeah. We were we were in that space where we were like it doesn't have a verse. Yeah. It doesn't have a chorus. Yeah. And at it's not at a 16 bars. It was like everyone just rap until you feel like you're you're done. And and that was as far as being an MC. Yeah. One of one of my most expressive uh verses not just for me but for the whole team so status quo is up there yeah. and i have a bunch of favorites bro from hey mazero yeah yeah there's so many what's your favorite i kept bumping on ain't no time oh uh, man man and do you, know, do you know who's on the second verse on that one eh? the first verse uh, who's on the say okay uh, mugoy is on that song Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, but he, he either started it or is the same. Yeah, but it was Ian Mugoya. Yeah, yeah. I I love to play for for the guys. I love yeah. to. Yeah. And also and also did that the, the streets is hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, that song. Yeah. That song actually led me to working at Homeboys. Oh, yeah. Talk talk to me about HBR now. <laughs> so so did Dida came out in 2013. Yeah, yeah. And Homeboys were already playing BLC music. Yeah. So by 2011 we were we were already getting some airplay. We were being played on on 1FM. Yeah. Cuz my boy uh, Nick Mutuma was working there. Yeah. Uh we were being played at Capital. Yeah. On Hits Not Homework. Uh shout out to Joe Mushiri. Mhm. And we were also being played at Homeboys. Yeah. The, on on the jump of shout out to Shiri and uh Corinne. Yeah. So by 2013 I uh, I was I wanted to work on my own album. Yeah. And uh Dida was my first single. Yeah. So you know, we recorded this was shortly after the the um election, not during the election. Because mm-hmm. I remember it was it was an interview Dida did the, the presidential candidate Mohamed Dida I think is his name. Yeah. And he said um something that kind of went viral at you don't eat cuz cuz it's lunch time 
you mm-hmm. eat cause cause you're hungry. Ah. He went on some some rant and some of the old school guys on as a kumbuka. But he went on some rant that was that went viral and then I was like, man, I kind of connect with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that's how that song came together. Now, after putting out that song, yeah. It became a big hit on Homeboys. Yeah. It was being played during the day, it was being played during the jump off, it got on the countdown. It went all the way to number 1. Ooh. Actually the day we were shooting the video, yeah, is the day it went to number 1. Mm-hmm. It's a funny thing. Because we were we were shooting the video you that night I remember we were at Skylux for the last scene. Yeah. And you know someone was listening to the jump off to check what number it was, one of the guys on the team. Yeah. And yo it was like yo shit this shit just went to number 1 tonight. Ooh. So you know the the stars kind of aligned. Yeah. So anyway we did the video. Yeah. And um with that became became the the jump of freshmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh the jump of freshmen this was the first one in 2013. Yeah. So in the in this first class of of the jump of freshmen it was BLC, it was Calligraph, mm-hmm. it was Kusma, mm-hmm. it was um Capella, uh-huh. uh Unique, um Long John, uh-huh. and there's this other crew called the Large Gang. I think that was yeah, that was were eight. Yeah. So you know we were announced as jump of freshmen and then. I started developing now a closer relationship with Corinne. Yeah. Uh, and um at the, at the time I'd also started going to to uni for for radio for media. For yeah. Uh social communication I, I was doing it at Tangaza College. Yeah. So, you know, as as my relationship with Corinne develops and I I start doing more interviews at Homeboys. Yeah. You know, one time she just early 2014, we were promoting um we were promoting a new single called Bad Boys, I think. Mm-hmm. So early 2014, I'm at, I'm at Homeboys to do an interview and then Corinne is like, "Yo, have you ever thought of doing radio?" And I was like, "Funny, funny you mentioned because I'm actually going to school for it." Oh. And very soon I might need an internship for, you know, for my school work. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Hey, for sure, you just come through to your internship here because you already have that rapport." Yeah, yeah. Like, just give me your documents. I'll make sure John gets them. Yeah. Set it up. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I did uh, at about maybe February, March. Yeah. And then um, she hit me back after a couple of weeks and said, "Yo, you can start in June." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. So June first. June first, twenty fourteen was my first day at Homeboys. Goddamn! As, as an intern, so what I used to do was um, write articles for yeah. the website, yeah, and shadow the jump of team, yeah. So I check into the office in the afternoon at like two, mm-hmm. write like maybe three, four articles, yeah, and then um, uh, from like six p.m. watch the jump of team prep. Yeah. At the time the producer was Maxi. Yeah. So I'd be there, you know, check how they do the music, how they prepare, you know, all the all the, all the show prep. Yeah. And then while she's in studio, yeah. Me I'm there with Max monitoring, monitoring from a producer's point of view. Yeah, yeah. And seeing how the show operates. So I did that for like a month. Yeah. Um 
and then no but even in that month during yeah. prep i was i'd already started helping with prep like coming up with topics mm-hmm. identi- identifying good stories to talk about yeah and so after a, about a month or so she was like okay um maybe you should start coming into studio yeah. to you know to contribute a little bit yeah so i would come in for to contribute on like one or two links mm-hmm. of a show mm-hmm and just slowly by slowly we develop that chemistry and also that trust yeah um that we're actually on the same page yeah and you know before you before you know it man um you know we were all in after i was done with my internship internship was just three months yeah so after my internship i had a meeting with john john was like uh all right i just do a, a quick report of, of what you've been doing yeah um and send it through and I'll revert from there. So you know, I did my report. Yeah. Sent it to him and then he said, "Okay, uh, let's do another 3 months." Yeah. Cuz that was that was for school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now do another 3 months for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, if 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 you like what you do at the end of the 3 months, you have a job with us. Yeah. Hey. See me that's how I took that opportunity uh, around bus. No, and and I was there for maybe five and a half years. Yeah, because that was June 2014, and now um, now it's uh, February 20... February 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a good run with homeboys. Uh, sure. Were you were you so prepared about uh, like moving to Case or any of that? Yeah, well, so, so you know, with as with anything, just as any human being you're always looking for what's next or you always feel like you can do better you always want to challenge yourself yeah you know so after after everything i've done with, with the jump off yeah you know i i always had this cloud over me that you know this platform yeah isn't isn't really mine like history history is going to look as, at me as a good contributor to the jump off yeah but it's always going to be attached to correct yeah yeah So I was just I started thinking about my own legacy and in radio. Yeah. And uh so I just started fishing for for new opportunities. Oh, for sure. And just in my head just trying and this is just really the power of manifestation. Yeah. I didn't know like where exactly I was going to land. Yeah. I I had I had fished for a few like I talked to a few guys like hey if you guys are looking for someone I'm looking to move. Yeah. But you know this whole kiss um uh, offer came out of nowhere yeah. you know it came it literally came out of nowhere i got a call uh from a friend of mine you know i don't have to mention names yeah 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 no thank you bro listen these guys are interested in you yeah um take the meeting just go hear them out yo i took the meeting i went i met the the group pc at radio africa pete sinclair yeah We had a good meeting from yeah. there. We, we went and met um uh Patrick Quaco. Yeah. You know, he sent me to his office. I had a good meeting with him. Yeah. And literally after that day after that meeting like in a week or so. Yeah. The deal was done. They offered me my contract. I liked it. I signed it. Boom. Oh. So that was that move. That move was was really motivated by me trying to find my own Okay. Um, platform. Yeah. And Kiss also makes sense. Yeah. Um just because of the expertise they have in the space and also because they uh, allowed me or offered me the position of being 
a programmer as well. Oh, wow. So, you know, so so it, it's just um it was a career advancement move. Yeah. And also an opportunity for me to build my own thing, oh. which is now Kenya's most wanted. And so far so good. Uh, so you really like it. Yeah, I like it because you know I'm not attached to the thing about radio. Most people, you know, look at me like, "Hey, Baxi, yeah. who's you playing all the real hip hop?" Yeah, and no, I and no. you are the like. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I know exactly <laughs> the, the attachment people have. Yeah. Because of my expertise in hip hop. Yeah. It's because that's second nature. Even if I wasn't on the jump off, I'd yeah. still be doing that. You know, yeah. I still listen to music. I still critique it with my boys. We debate. Yeah. Like. J- the jump off is just me. Yeah. It's regular jinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh but but here at Kiss I'm also learning. I'm growing as a broadcaster. I'm yeah. growing as a programmer. I'm understanding the industry at a deeper level. And so so yeah, like I was just saying, bro, yeah. like um you know, Kiss just made sense for me because of understanding the radio industry at a deeper level. Yeah. Or the, um you know, the position as a programmer. Yeah and a career advancement and building my own platform yeah. simple let me take you back a bit i want to understand uh where your love of hip hop came from like yes. i babu let me let me say this mm-hmm. in the first place i was so afraid like okay as much as i approached you and you accepted then the fear came in like man this like is the dopest uh person you know who knows like real hip hop from yeah. way back and yeah. yeah you're trying to get him on your on your platform so are you ready for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you felt some pressure yeah man i even went online and i told like all the groups as i was uh, pushing the the the, nini, the poster and i was like yo man fam i think i'm having fear and funny thing me and ruby were somehow connected and she was like ah yo fam you shouldn't even fear like yeah jinx is one of and also it's a learning process so i was like yeah maybe but no even up to now like i am having some little goosebumps <laughs> let me call them goosebumps yeah yeah <laughs> so where did that love of hip hop come from love for hip hop really just started in my room as a kid yeah. so growing up yeah Um you know I lived with a older cousin of mine. Yeah. Significantly older. Yeah. I think 10 10 10 years or something. Yeah. And uh an uncle of mine. Yeah. So you know we were three of us in the room. Yeah. And they had a they had a boombox. Yeah. But back in the day it was all about tapes. Yeah. So they had a boombox and you know they had all these uh tapes. They had DMX tapes. They had um you know Nas. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg, uh-huh. um, Tupac, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, you know, all the classics. One time just by myself when you know I was alone in, in the room I I pop in the the Snoop Dogg tape. Yeah. You know, and and I press play and it was Doggy Style. Oh. And let me tell you something, bro. Uh-huh. My from that moment. Yeah. My life changed. <laughs> One time. From that moment I played Snoop Dogg Doggy Style and the first song the intro bathtub played yeah and then G Funk you know I was like yo 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 first of all mm-hmm. the music sounds so good but what the hell is he talking about yeah yeah so and and I'm very young I'm like 6 years old oh 
right? This yeah. time, like, a, like I'm a kid kid. Yeah. And um, so I was introduced to hip hop at a very early age. Yeah. By the time I was, by the time I was seven, eight. Yeah. I was rapping the whole Doggy Style album. Yeah. You know, that was my favorite album as a kid. Mm. And now I used to play it when they leave the room. <laughs> I never used to tell anyone I'm listening to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But also when they're in the room, they play it. Yeah. But you know, that's how, you know, how, you know, your uncle or your cousin can be cool with you so they can let you see some stuff. So mm. they would play some hip hop when I'm in the room. Yeah. And I never used to tell them that I, you know, personally would be touching their tips yeah. when they're not here. Yeah. yeah. So me, I'm just bumping this stuff. So one time, uh, one time my uncle finds me rapping. Yeah. You know, um, can I remember what I was rapping? I think it was just a Snoop Dogg song. I can't even remember the exact song. Yeah. But it just must have been Doggy Style. I'm telling you, I was obsessed with that album. Yeah. So if I'm rapping, was like, hey, you guy, Yanni, you've been bumping this stuff like this. You can rap what for what. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I even tell a lot of guys. Yeah. I learned English from rap before oh. I learned it in class. In class, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And and that's why, you know, I even have that kind of lingo. I usually I usually talk in slang. Yeah. Doing proper English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because literally that was my introduction to English was rap. So that's where it began. And then now, um, at about when I was like 11 years old, uh, my parents separated. Oh. Like any of the, the perfect hip-hop stereotype. Now I'm living with a single mom. Yeah. Now all the songs are connecting with me even on a deeper, on a deeper level, yeah. Now now we are struggling. Now there's no money. Now any life has changed. Yeah. Now hip-hop is my escape because... Most of these guys have went through the same thing I'm going through. You feel me? Yeah. And so it resonated with me in that sense. And I always felt like, you know, if these guys are now superstars, you know, I also have a chance in life as much as I'm going through some tough times right now. And it also motivated me, to be honest with you, to pursue now the lifestyle of of crime. Because now, Mm -hmm. me, by the time I was 13 years old, you know, I was gonna gagaseti kwa mama tatuapa za South B. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know what seti is? Uh, the way you, the way you 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 get you you act like yeah, I'm to act like it's full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when guys check in, unashuka. Yeah, so we used to have like a crew of kids who used to do that. Uh-huh. Given 20 bob, 20 bob. Yeah. That was like my introduction into that street life. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, you graduate bit by bit, bit by bit. So, you know, we've done a, a, a ton of different things. And hip-hop was always there to to kind of justify or rationalize. Everything you know, that, yeah. that, that you're doing. That yeah. there's, a, that there's um, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, despite of all the bullshit that's going through right now. Yeah. And so that's why even I, I was telling you, I, I just had that natural affinity to freestyle. Yeah. Because I've, I've been listening to rap my whole life, literally. Yeah. So, you know, I could rap. It was easy for me. Hey, guys are freestyling. Let me yeah. come up with something. Let me bust a rhyme. Yeah. And then now when I, when I was introduced to my producer, Poison, it was a rap. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah, done deal. That's where my path now started in this game. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and let me let me ask you this. Then this this track that you did some time ago and it's called uh, uh, a man on a mission. Yeah. And how how did Kosababu I used to listen uh when when you talk to like I remember I think it charted like three on, on three consecutive weeks or something on top number one. Really? Manona Mission, I checked it while I was on radio. Because that's just a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a few years ago. Like 2018, maybe 18, up or... Yeah, and and I'm telling you, it was such a dope record. And then from there, I was like, oh, what is... Like, as in, why, why is you not rapping again from there? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of guys, a lot of guys want me to rap, bro. I I don't know. I feel like that fire I had once. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think I can do it, bro. Because man on a mission was so random. Yeah. Um, you know Joel, Joel from Manyake. Yeah, cause I is it. Yeah, so yeah. Joel, Joel is just a friend of mine here from the neighborhood. Yeah. And he had started a studio. Yeah. So me and him, you know, we at the bar one one time. Yeah. We're having a drink. He tells me, "Hey, by the you know, I opened a studio. You should come check it out." Yeah. That time I haven't rapped in years. Yeah. So I'm like, "Yeah, cool. Hey, let me see what's up." Mhm. And then him he calls Bobs. Yeah. So it's me, Joel and Bobs on the track. Mhm. We sit down, we just start talking. Yeah. So now at the time I was explaining to them um what I'm trying to do in in the entertainment space. Yeah. As far as far as I have a company called Africa Beat. Yeah. And we are we are a tech company looking at music business solutions. Yeah. So I was just explaining some of the things that we're working on. Yeah. And Bob's was, you know, Bob's is telling me his experience in the game because that's a veteran. He's seen a lot in this business. Yeah. So as you know, as we continue to talk, yeah, I became even more frustrated with the with the game. Yeah. So even if you listen to to Man on a Mission, yeah, it's it's literally me saying how okay the game the game is fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I actually have a solution. Yeah. Working on. Yeah. So that song was as a re- as a result of a conversation I had between a conversation that happened between me, Joel, yeah, and Bob's. Yeah. We, yeah. we had a good convo. I got fired up. I got agitated. It was like ah, put the beat twende. Twende. I did the song. I, it didn't even take me long, and yeah. I didn't even do like full at these 16 bars. Yeah. I think those verses were like 12 bars or 8, can't yeah. even remember. Uh-huh. So it was it was something I did quickly. Mhm. And then after I did it I was like, yeah, let's let's put it out. Why not? Yeah. And and you me? Yeah, and and it was such kosababu it really took me now to like your all like the crew now when you're in the crew. Kosababu the sound was somehow similar. Nah, that's actually the sound wasn't even it wasn't even like trap. Yeah. Because what I I remember the convo I had with Bobs, I was like, you know what? Mm. If I'm gonna rap, I wanna do something I've never done. Yeah. So I I asked him, can you give me that kind of like um old school Kenya, old yeah. school Kenya hip hop feel? Yeah. And then me, I talk about the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know the the mission. Yeah. 
So that was the that was the juxtaposition that I was trying to present in that song, which most people didn't actually get. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you listen to the song, it actually the beat sounds like an old school yeah. Kenyan hip hop song. Yeah. But when you listen to what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the future. Yeah. But you know, you don't have people who really mm-hmm. who really dig into music like I do. So yeah, it's that's just one for the nuts, for the, for the music nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let me talk about uh, the management of TNT. Um, I understand that you are um the head of Vice Life Entertainment record label. I'm the head of ANR. So uh. Would I uh, and I understand that uh, TNT assigned to this particular uh, label and what did you as They're in also directors in the company? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, uh, uh, okay, so um, like, what made you like do sign this uh, TNT like for the first time? And are you even looking forward to like signing other people? Okay, so the thing with that with TNT is really a connection I had with my brother Biggs. Yeah. Bigs Bigs has been managing them. Yeah. And you know, now we we co-manage. Yeah. And um when they were doing when they were doing the road to the alchemist. Yeah. First of all, I've always been supporting TNT uh, during my time at Homeboys. Yeah, for sure. And if you look at um HBR Trapler, but you are a fan of Trapler. Yeah, I am. I am give it to date. <laughs> if you look if you look at the first video. Yeah. Trapler number one. Mm-hmm. is TNT. Yeah. Yeah, you can go check it out on YouTube. The first rap lab is TNT. Uh-huh. So like I've been supporting these guys since they uno. Yeah. And then um when they decided they were going to do the the alchemist gig. Yeah. You know, I I went to bat for them. I I got I got homeboys to do uh outside broadcast at the alchemist. Yeah. You know, we were doing a, a promo for them on air. Yeah. Uh, like your guys pull up pull up yeah you know we, we you know we really pushed it together we worked on it together a partnership between the jump off yeah and and uh, the vice life team yeah so at the day of the event mm-hmm. the turnout wasn't what we expected yeah we pushed we, we both pushed and we both pushed really hard yeah but the, it seems there there was just some disconnect to the brand yeah. um that you know we didn't realize at the time yeah So, you know, during that day me and Bigs really got some time to sit down and really talk. Yeah. We'd, we'd always see each other in passing as, yeah. as we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. But that day we literally sat down for a few hours. Yeah. You know, we had a drink and uh and we really chopped it up about life, yeah, about business, yeah. about you know everything. Yeah. And then we realized that we have a we have a sh- shared history we have some significant mutual friends yeah and uh, that we were connected all this time yeah so from that moment you know we started having a real discussion on how i can help you know elevate this operation that yeah. we have yeah and that's around the same time you know like i mentioned i was already starting to think about making a, a move in radio yeah And that's why even Kiss made sense for me when it came along. Yeah. Because I was like, because uh, okay, for, uh, sorry, I'm. Let me not mix up timelines. Yeah. <laughs> we, we made it official. We made it official last year. Yeah. Mm, I want to say July, July, August, somewhere around there. Yeah. That's when we made it official. Yeah. 
that uh, okay we we go to an agreement you're gonna manage these guys you're gonna help us run the label yeah and you know we put everything down on paper let's get it yeah then so from that moment yeah that's when i started looking at now how do i exit homeboys yeah but anyway to your question uh i believe tnt even before i get to tnt i believe africa yeah is is gonna take over hip-hop for sure uh, that is something I, i think it will do yeah on a global level yeah You feel me? Yeah. Just the, just the same way as someone washing dishes or what? Yeah, someone is trying to like warm up food. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Okay, so um the thing about hip hop is you've seen you've seen guys from the UK yeah. take over the globe, you know, the sketches of the world, the stones of the world. Yeah. Um you even seen rappers from Asia. Yeah. Really have a global impact. Yeah. You know, we've seen we've, we've almost seen every kind of rapper yeah have global impact mm-hmm. except for the African one. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they're looking at afro beats yeah you know as as part of our rap culture which which isn't the which isn't the case. Yeah. You know, respect to afro beats, you mm-hmm. know, they, they put Africa on the map. Yeah. But as far as hip hop, Africa has such a rich culture of hip hop that yeah. has been untapped. Yeah. And the moment the world recognizes this, yeah. they're going to bow down. For sure. You know, we're headed there with Nasty C with this deal with Def Jam. I really like it. Yeah. And even when you look at him doing a song with with TI on police brutality connecting, yeah. you know, the black African American story and the African story. Yeah. You know, like we are the same people. Yeah. I think I think it's it's going to connect at, at at such a high level when that shift happens completely. Yeah. And so I believe TNT yeah are going to compete at the global stage. Wow. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's that's now the foundation I've been laying ever since I started working with them yeah. since July of last year. Yeah. I've just been working on my network you know building that foundation yeah uh, making sure that you know the music is intact we have a bunch of stuff coming yeah and uh, the goal the goal is global domination i'm not even looking at any specific market i'm looking at the world as my oyster yeah yeah okay first of all uh, there's an interview that ruby did on on her podcast when she interviewed calligraph and calligraph said basically that he's looking forward to like doing a collaborative kind of project with TNT so is was super um like anticipated this is something that I'm looking forward to so I want to know like uh is that something that you're looking forward to as he approached you guys and are we what are we seeing from like TNT in the next so Calligraph is my man that's my guy and, yeah um, we've talked we've talked about we've talked about these things yeah Um but you know it's just a matter of timing he's a busy guy with yeah, busy yeah, guys yeah yeah but we've definitely had the the discussion yeah and um we're going to get to it when the time is right so and also I, i'm so sorry like to jump in TNT on this on this conversation but no since problem. yeah also Those are my guys yeah and considering that TNT are doing like pure english and uh kind of what do you call it like it's so slangish mm-hmm. in a, and it happens that 
calligraph was asked about uh, the the connection as in yeah to the fans so do you think that tnt are going to be the brand for like kenya and uh, and africa and also are they really connecting with the fans in kenya are there a lot of fans in kenya yeah well the the connecting bit yeah is we can do a better job at yeah because the thing is you know people just listen to the music but you don't get really a uh, real perspective on the people behind the music yeah and so you know with that we we, we have plans and a way of doing a documentary yeah. we're going to be doing more content pieces around the music like if if you've seen you've seen class clown right yeah yeah i've seen class clowns so now there's another video called t and the comment section yeah where literally they they look at the youtube comments yeah and they react to what the fans are saying i'm saying so you know different content pieces like this yeah will help bring the personalities out a little bit more yeah because the the most special artists yeah are always misunderstood yeah and these guys are special yeah and i can even point i can even point you to maybe some of the the artists who even you know rap in 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 a shame or whatever the case may be yeah but still are having a trouble connecting with the audience only because of the personality yeah and it's the same thing with, with TNT yeah. because if you look at um, a group like Camp Mula yeah because uh, i was there i remember when they were blowing up yeah Kenyans majority of the of Kenyans were hating on it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. They were like, "Ah, what's this? All Latin, all English. This yeah. can never this can never work. Yeah. What do you mean you're going to rap in all English?" Um but the moment the moment there was a solid plan and you know the music started moving. Yeah. And then also you you know you got to understand the personalities a little bit more you know you saw them in interviews you yeah. saw them do their youtube videos yeah. the behind the scenes mm-hmm. then you then you start to understand them yeah you know right now a majority of people are writing tnt off yeah just because of they don't connect to the music yeah 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 but it's not because that the music isn't good yeah yeah it's it's like okay me i don't understand what they're talking about so yeah but, but, but the moment you know the shit really blows yeah and then okay now their personalities are out there to be seen yeah then you'll see a lot more people embracing them as good rappers because they are really good rappers yeah yeah Okay. Uh so language doesn't dictate how we fans take in music. I don't think so, bro. I I literally think it's just a matter of understanding who the artist is. Is okay. You know? Yeah. And and that happens with time and also we have some work to do as far as the team. Yeah. To make sure that these personalities are out there that you really understand why they are the way they are. Yeah. There's a reason they talk slang. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a reason they do the type of music they do. Yeah. They choose the type of beats, the videos, the clothes. Yeah. There's a reason for all of that. Yeah. And once you understand, mm-hmm. you like them even better. And if you don't like them, at least yeah. you just understand them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, okay, I think I'm gonna dive into now the main topic of the day. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's more of depression and all that ish. 
Okay. Yeah, and this is a story that I I only heard once uh, while you were on the radio, and it was only for like I don't know how long, and then uh, it was over. In short, I've not heard more of your stories, and now I want you to put it out there. So let me let me let me know about your your pups passing, and it's okay if you feel like it's just you're kind of low. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, my my pops passing is uh, you know it's a it's a sensitive issue. Yeah. Um, not only because you know of course it, it affected me. Yeah. But the circumstances around how it happened. Yeah. So you know it's 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 still in court, but you know courts have also been cancelled because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. But um. It was one of those things where it was it was ruled a, a suicide, but there but there evidence of foul play. Yeah, that is still being looked at. After it. Yeah. 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 Like I said, you know, it's 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 in court. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that it's it was tough, man. You know, me and my pops. Uh, like I said, my parents separated when I was like eleven. Yeah. Um, so he was living in the coast. He was living in Mombasa. Yeah. So, you know, I used to see him every now and then as a teenager. Yeah. But we weren't even that close. That close, huh? Yeah. But but I used to see him a lot and I loved him. You know, that's my guy. Yeah. But, you know, the moment I turned 18. Yeah. You know, we, we became tight because now, you know, I'm my own man. Yeah. You know, I remember even like the first thing I did after finishing high school was take a bus go to Mombasa yeah j- just to be with him for a few yeah because you know I wanted to connect with him because you know as a, as a young man yeah in my in my formative years yeah my teenage years yeah while I was while I was doing that in, in the streets and whatnot yeah it, it's also largely because I didn't have a father figure yeah for sure yeah so you know I, I identified with that with that void yeah and uh, so at 18, me and him started building a relationship. Yeah. And it was cool, man. Like he was, he was, he was literally my my best friend. So yeah. his his passing was his passing was um you know it was definitely tough. Yeah. I remember that day yo so vividly yo. That was um Feb 26th 2018. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Feb 26, 2018. I was. I was in the gym in the morning. Yeah. Hey, I step out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Hey, see my my mom's car here at the house. I'm like, huh? Hey, what's she doing here, Ali? It's like 11 a.m. Yeah. Hey, I walk into the crib. Hey, it's I and my sister, and you know, and they're crying. Hey, yeah. and I just sort of knew. And mm-hmm. as you know, that the song that was playing. Yeah. As I was um. As I was leaving the gym to to the house, yeah, the song that was playing was the from the Jay Z album Four Four Four. Yeah, Adnis. Ah, uh, it was literally the song about his pops. Yeah, I think it's called Adnis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, let me check it out. Uh, uh, yeah, make sure you listen to that song because yeah. Yanni, that was the that, that was the most. Mm. Bizarre thing of it all. Oh. I was literally listening to Adnis mm-hmm. while walking to the house, seeing my mom and my sis, and immediately I knew. 
Mm-hmm. You feel me? And, yeah. Uh, you know, so after that, you know, I had to fly out to to Mombasa to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, get his body from there and he make the plans. Yeah. Sheesh. It was, it was. It was just. It was just. Um. It was a definitely a tough time. Yeah. It was a. It was a really, 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 really tough time for me. I actually made a song. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'm gonna put it out. Uh, and isn't it Father's Day today? Today, uh, today's on June seventeenth. Uh, I'm I, I'm supposed to think that. Nah, it's not. Nah, nah. Oh, it's, it's, it's this Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's this twenty-first. It's, it's this tw- Sunday. Yeah. I knew it was close. <laughs> That's how much you've loved like your father. Now that was my guy. If yeah. any, if anyone who knows me, like who's seen me with my pops, yeah. First of all, we're like twins, splitting image of him. Yeah. And then we were just boys. Yeah. His boys were my boys. My boys were his boys. Yeah. You know, we we had that, and it's because I think he was making up for lost time. Yeah. You know, we were so close. Yeah. So yeah, man, that was a that was a huge part of me that I, that I lost for sure, man. Yeah. Um, great guy. Yeah, and uh, how did you deal with the whole ish? I mean, I mean, how do you how do you deal with it? You mm-hmm. mourn, yeah. You, you know, you mourn. You, I made the plans. Yeah. I uh, made sure made sure he had a good send off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His um his team. You know, my pops played football. He played in Gormaya. He also played. Ah. Uh huh. Yeah. So all his teammates came. Yeah. Uh. Ah, it was cool, man. He, he he had a he had a really good send off. Yeah, you know that's yeah. the least I could do. Yeah, and and does it really affect you up to date? Like when do you have like um a lot of remembrance of him or something? Yeah, I mean I just miss him. Yeah, I just miss him. It was it was tough earlier, but you know time heals. Yeah. So I was like I'll always miss the guy. Yeah. Um, you know that was my guy. I always miss him. Yeah. But as as far as as coping coping with my mental health because of it, yeah, I've I've managed to. I mean, you have to understand also. Like I I started seeing some some tough shit early. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So not too much really moves me. Yeah. And I'm not trying to talk at you like I'm a tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, I, I I built I think I built coping mechanisms coping mechanisms yeah. at a very early age yeah and uh, I can cope I can cope better than most I think yeah okay but you know um, as much as I miss the guy uh, yeah no, I'm alright with it yeah okay uh, I'm so sorry about that yeah and. Yeah, let, let me let me let me now push you now to the happy happy side now, Kidogo. Okay. okay, let me put you on a spot. I know you and I tell uh, money you have a podcast and last there there was a, this time that you're doing the verses. You're doing the verses between yeah between Calligraph and uh, Nyash. Yep. Now I want to put you on the same spot. Now I want you to tell me. Okay. That one person, that one person who you think is the king of hip hop when it comes to Kenya, because there was a time I was having 
Abbas has been rapping since 1996 with K South. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. Abbas Abbas has a hit. Yes. Ev- almost every year since then. Man. You feel me like guy fans of rap from the 90s love Nairobi, Nizoma, K South nonsense. Yeah. Not like in nonsense in a bad mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know in the in the 2000s I can hear Maze with a Tuna Blaze mm. and all those hits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 10s bado awachi. Awachi. Sijuinini. You feel me? Yeah. And even just a couple years ago he gave us another record that was hard. Um yeah. what was it called? The thing he did with Victor Ekiman. Hey, Victor, ah, he called it Boda, Boda. Boda, Imoda. Yeah, yeah, Moda something. Yeah. I'm just saying, yo, party like a Moda. Yeah, party like a Moda. I'm telling you, Abbas is the guy from Man. 96 to 2020 still relevant and still rock a show yeah. still everybody know him still everybody love him yeah. never fell off he was hands down hands down and, and funny thing is back to the scene again because about this record uh, he said on uh, on on the, the a particular podcast he said that he's coming back like real hard man man okay um, me, to me there's no debate it's him yeah uh mm. let's talk about octopizo okay yeah uh do you feel like octopizo is the like his I, I, um, I'm trying to compare him now and the old Octopizo. Are you seeing any difference? Mm, not really. Okay, yeah. There is one. There is a, there is a difference. Yeah. Because about uh, this is the like we've been having this conversation for the longest time. Yeah. Octo, just recently after um, after next year. Yeah. After the album next year. Yeah, yeah. Emaze has been missing. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know what's happened after that album. Yeah. Cuz cuz in that album still Octo had had you know those joints and yeah, his joints. Yeah. That, that I fuck with but you know since then he's chucked a few things very questionable. Yeah. <laughs> questionable. I think I think what what's happening to Octo? Yeah. He's surrounded by yes men. Yeah. I think I think number one that's what's happening. Yeah. He's he's so comfortable. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he needs to put in effort anymore. Oh. Uh, and uh cuz th- there's no other explanation. Yeah, yeah, man. Cuz I've been like I'm looking at how he was and how we were bumping into him and then now like the records is coming like the records it's are just not a recent thing it's like the last the last the la- three songs three songs three or two three, three, three. after after the album after yeah he drops the album next year yeah eh, 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 eh. i don't know what's going on with that guy are you, are you ready for this album that is like preparing no Okay. <laughs> I, like until until I hear until I hear a single that gets me excited it was like 
and he might have something i don't know yeah he's been missing and he's been missing a lot a lot to hear this yeah no because nowadays i'm not even on it i don't know if they say the truth on the jump off anymore do they say the truth <laughs> man we're missing you in <laughs> <laughs> Because me, me and Dolan say the truth. Yeah, yeah. We say it on the jump off. Yeah. All the rappers listen to the jump. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, guy. Yeah, man. I feel like... But he needs to know. He needs to know that he's, he's fucking up. Uh, we, we will pass the message across. For sure, I'm going to pass that message across. Kuna venye, kuna venye. But, okay. Let us see and let's just watch and see this space. Well, I appreciate you, bro. And you know, okay, me, let me say this. Yeah. Because I know this podcast is this is like a street podcast, India. Yeah. Hip hop or Kusanagi? Eh, ni kusababu my podcast is hip hop and mental health. Kenyan hip hop and mental health. Sasa nataka mi tafti mtu ana what the address? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, where did he go? There. Oh, where? If anyone has the whereabouts of the address. Yeah. ตามตาฟูดาตามตาฟูดาเฟซออฟเดอะอาร์ทเอ๊ะจุกมานิโควิดเซเลวิไรบรอเวลออลเดอะเบสทูยูแทงคิวเวอร์มัชยูเซีย
chapo ngine mzuri sana but you know what let's Arsenal, just wait we'll only, we'll only we'll only talk to you about the invincibles <laughs> talk to you about the invincibles what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so which which team do you support right, bro let me get out of here Sawa sawa United fan. Okay, thank you very much. United we, we have um we're playing Tottenham this weekend. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes yeah. and Pogba on midfield. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. United is the best team in the league right now. Yeah. Sawa. I'll add you later on the socials. Sawa <laughs> sawa. Thank you very much man. My G. Good night. As you can listen to I had a good conversation with him. And this is like one of my greatest achievements, me holding things down with Jinx, yo, that's another level. So next week I'll be holding things down, probably with the one, the only Steph Capella, and if not, I'll be taking you down memory lane. We'll be talking about throwback hip-hop, Kenyan hip-hop for that matter, now ngelelea time ya kina Isa, and all that. But right about now I have to say my goodbyes, um... But before I do say my goodbyes, I'll have to play something by BLC called The Streets is Hungry. So here we go. I love with all my heart, with all my soul. Make sure you come to our Twitter, that's at the Uncensored Alberto Podcast. That's where all communication is directed at. But right about now, let me say goodbye. I love you. Until next time. Peace. Hey fam, how are you doing? This is Harriet and you're listening to the Uncensored Del Pato podcast. Yo, yo, when I yeah. say I go that deeper, nah. man, I'm on the deeper. You know, you gotta get your third food, huh? Your third water, on your the third air. Boy, this is the big, big click. And this Woo. the homeboy, just extra. Posted on the block, nothing ever changed, nothing ever stopped. Kila siku kula kitu when Nairobi rina kusanya mambuku kunganga na na the orderly. No controlling me, I'm flexing in a VIP. She texting asking where I be and who I'm with. I be stressing that I handle biz on the bill, on the bill. UCPMS, do your Excuse my French on the contrary. I'm really, 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 really dumb. When I split it, hit it, kill it, sell it, man, I get it done. Cause I'm in it just to win it, and I'm young and having fun like that. So I'm stacking like a top chef. Taste that face facts. I be on that raw I'm on the D, the boys, the So deeder, when it's time to feed her, eat it when you're hungry. 
Leave some space for breathing And you know I'm coming That mean you be sipping Yeah, I'm tripping I'm twisted up and I'm free Paper poly, no freebies And we styling no CDs Send a message, no BB Paper trail, no CC Getting brain, no degree In my lane, no limits I be but them digits Know a young and handle business Chilling on that lap Smoking up like a chimney Nowadays when I rhyme These cats trying to hear me These haters trying to feel me These haters trying to kill me These haters trying to steal me Man, these haters don't get it Damn, I tell them I be what they missing Not jocking my style Ain't no competition What you talking about, young nigga? I'm on the D, the boys Can't get enough of this conversation. Join me next time right here on the Uncensored Alberto podcast. Peace out. Campaign, campaign, campaign. Bitches, cars, champagne. Head out the roof, screaming money ain't a thing. 2020 